The date is June 20th, 1997, and we're watching Batman and Robin. Welcome to I Used to Like This One. Hello and welcome to I Used to Like This One, the show where we take a look back at movies we remember fondly from our childhood and attempt to look past the nostalgia to see if they still hold up. My name is Sean Wells and with me as always is the Batman to my Robin. Hello, I'm Colin Stewart. I tried. I was trying to think of a sweet tagline you to did. fit on there. but yeah, I... you didn't have something, a little witty quip. Yeah. <laughs> And this week to talk Batman because after we did the Batman the movie with someone else, this guy told me, no, you have to have me on for every Batman movie from here on out. So here we are discussing a Batman movie. So I brought along my son. Please welcome back Chris Wells. Hey, how's it going? All right. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Chris? The Batgirl. Okay. The yeah, Batgirl. The Batgirl. The Batgirl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. At least I'm not dying. <laughs> so this week, we're looking back at June 1997 when the movies and theaters were My Best Friend's Wedding, Speed 2 Cruise Control, The Lost World Jurassic Park, Episode 10 Subject Con Air, and of course, our movie for today, Batman and Robin, which earned $238.2 million on a $125 million budget. Yeah. It's the first Batman movie to not have the highest gross of the summer. I I imagine that went to Jurassic Park. It's going up against some large names, I guess. My but best there are sequels wedding. and yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah, rough. Yeah. Well, as always, there will be spoilers ahead, so everybody chill, go hit pause, and then come back and hear what we have to say. Yeah. This movie is also the first Batman movie since 1966 as Batman the movie that did not have any Academy Award nominations whatsoever. Every other Batman had at least like, you know, a makeup or a costume or something. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it did when it did get nominated for a Grammy. Did it? Oh, well, but not an Oscar. Not an Oscar. It, and I imagine it got nominated for a Razzie or two as well. For sure. <laughs> Is it this one or is it Batman Forever that has uh, Kiss from a Rose? That's, That's Batman, Batman Forever. Forever. Yeah, okay. I didn't. I I yeah. was like, did I miss it or is it Batman Forever? Yeah, yeah that and that and U 2s uh, touch me, kill me, kiss me, thrill me, right? Rape me, juice me. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so juice the tagline. <laughs> I'm good. Juice thanks, me. Though. Yeah, the tagline that appears on the poster for this movie. Well, I've got three. The first is. Heroes, villains, triple threat. That's <laughs> so fucking lazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We've that's... Got, yeah, like a word map going on here. They go, <clears throat> uh, inciting incident, climax, uh, conclusion. Yeah. That's the, that's the tagline for my movie. <laughs> inciting incident, climax, conclusion. Nice. Well, the second one, we continue the word map strategy here, and it's strength, courage, honor, and loyalty. On June 20th, it all comes together. I'm surprised they left out brotherhood if they're just going to... 
throw all those things together. Yeah, very well, dirty. Might as well throw it in. Yeah, I mean, I've got something here that's close for you, Colin. The third tagline, strength now, courage always, family above all. Batman and Robin. Yeah, That sounds like a fucking Fast point. and the Furious tagline. That's right. <laughs> it's always about family. Yeah, I guess Brotherhood is more suiting to Batman because Fast and the Furious now has the monopoly on family. Family. I was going to say, yeah. at least they distinguished it. They they knew what was coming ahead of them. They Batman and Robin at the very yeah, end. Yeah, with the exclamation point, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, so. They absolutely got it in there. Just threw it in your face. Because that, that totally is a Fast and the Furious line. <laughs> well, they may not be very good descriptions of movies because they're mostly just single word sentences. So let's go to Colin for a 60 second synopsis. Woo! I was really tempted to just like rattle off all of Mr. Freeze's best lines, but. Seriously, it's so 27! <laughs> Ice-related puns in this movie. Like, I know I'm known for bringing a quote to this, but it was rough to nail one down because all of them I just wanted to, yeah, choose yeah, the, from Mr. Freeze's lines. There are a few, there are a few that I'd, like, had completely forgotten that were gold, but anyways. <laughs> <clears throat> With fancy new vehicles, gadgets, and an updated anatomically correct wardrobe, the dynamic duo Batman and Robin take on the chillest villain around, Mr. Freeze, and his plant-based gal pal, Poison Ivy. Things get off to a frosty start as the Cape Crusaders repeatedly butt heads while trying to take down Freeze, as Dick tires of being a sidekick and wants Bruce to stop treating him like a kid and start treating him like the 40-year-old man he is. Things between them get even worse when Ivy arrives on the scene and uses her power to get our boys all horned up and makes their nipples as hard as the ones on their uniforms. Meanwhile... Alfred is also dying, Bruce's girlfriend is pressuring him to get married, and Alfred's niece Barbara shows up just because it was about time we got Batgirl in the mix. Why not, right? <laughs> Will the Dark Knight and the Boy Wonder be able to throw some cold water in those cod pieces and pull it together in time to stop Freeze from using a telescope to usher in a new Ice Age? Let's find out on another episode of I Used to Like This One. Yeah! <laughs> nice. That was a good one. Yes. Yeah. When Batman and Robin came out, I was working at McDonald's at the time. And so I remember all the toys. And so mm. that's one of the things that's fun watching this movie is remembering, oh, the Happy Meal toys that were we were selling at the time. I I was so much more into the McDonald's merch when Batman Forever came out because they had the glasses. Mm. There weren't glasses with yeah. – uh, you know these those nice glass mug style yeah they they didn't bring those out when it came to batman and robin so i mean batman and robin in my mind was already off to a bad start <laughs> you know this movie i mean they drove it into the ground we we know that this is where they drove the franchise into the ground yeah. But boy, oh boy, that's how I felt back in the day. Because it's like you go from like these couple of great Batman movies and then it stops getting as good. And then this is what you get. Yeah. It's unexpected camp. Like if you watch it looking for camp, that's great. But I mean, imagine if this was the last movie in the Dark Knight trilogy. It's a it's a you giant <laughs> slap in reverse to, yeah, the 60s again, which... 
I appreciate it about it, but yeah, it would be it would be rough coming off of all these gritty Batmans and then to see that. Yeah, yeah. So at the time, I was furious with this movie, but for that reason. But now looking back at it, it's been a long time since I've seen this. I mean, I remember I was so excited for another Batman movie. Who wasn't Batman Forever? Wasn't too bad, but you know, this is what you got. But now looking back on it, though, I'm really appreciating the camp that is brought with it now chris uh, i mean we've we had you on for our the batman episode and so we have talked batman on this show with you before but why don't you give us just a little brief you know sum up of your love for batman and why you wanted to be attached to any batman movie we had on the show even if it was batman and robin well, see, it's funny enough because this is a, this is a good movie to talk about. It. My love for Batman really stems from my love for Robin, because I'm more of I'm number one Robin slash Nightwing fan before I am a Batman fan. Okay. Technically, okay. I really, I mean, he was my age. I I didn't really think I could be Batman, you know, when I was reading Batman or thinking about Batman when I was younger or whatever. So Robin is who you. I mean, that's why they made Robin in the first place was to, you know, get the teens or whatever reading comics and the yeah. kids reading comics. So, of course, it works. It's like, you know, the first taste is free. Absolutely. Yeah. Exa- exactly. Yeah. yeah. Heroin or whatever. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But um, Dick Grayson was, yeah, you know, the first Robin. I'm the oldest brother of a bunch of siblings. So mm-hmm. I kind of yeah emulate with him and Nightwing. And yeah, from there. Batman starts off and of course there's a dozen movies before I'm born so I've watched I watched them all when I was little stuff like that but right on yeah I love Batman so who doesn't yeah Batman on this show has been like tossed around for a while I, I mean episode 100 we were considering doing Batman 89 and now Colin it was you that jumped us forward and said, nah, fuck Batman 89 and Batman Returns. Even fuck Batman Forever. I want to watch Batman and Robin. So, Colin, you know, what do you have to say for yourself? Well, (laughs) I thought if we were going to do Superman 3, then, you know, the... the Touché, it was kind, my it friend. was kind of our it was kind of already <laughs> set that like we didn't need to go in chronicle chronological order when it comes to these films. Yeah. And for me like Batman Batman 89 weirdly is the one I wa- it's my favorite one but it's the one that I watched pretty much last because it predates my I would have only been like 3 years old. Batman Returns I was too dark. So like Batman Forever and Batman Batman and Robin are like the movies that I feel like I was more like sentient for okay, when they came so, around. Right. So 66 and Schumacher were your step in. So yeah. that makes sense. Like yeah. that. Yeah. And, so, and I mean, and I mean, I didn't even put the together the, the connection between the 66 and the Schumacher films. The, the weird thing I'll say about when you're a kid, I was thinking about this, all this stuff, like, all the stuff that I bitch about now when it comes to, like, comic book films are things that would have never 
occurred to me when I was a child. Like when I was that a kid, exactly Bat- what I was thinking. Batman, Batman was Batman. The Batman in 1966 wasn't different to me from the Batman in 1989, which wasn't different to me from the Batman, like from Val Kilmer to George. Like they were all the same guy. They were all Batman. Like I, I agree. and no- nothing, there was no, I don't know. I was thinking about, I was watching Hercules today. The, I was trying to get my daughter into the Hercules Disney show. <laughs> Yes. movie and i remember at the same time hercules the legendary journeys with kevin sorbo was on the air and it was the same yeah, thing yes. it's all around that era like hercules was hercules batman was batman but the reason i wanted to do batman and robin specifically was because this is the movie that i i just remember being so psyched for it to the point that i collected and like anything like sean you've talked about like you'd buy novelizations of movies i had the novelization for batman and robin yeah, okay. i had every cereal box that had those like 3d <laughs> cards on it like yes. and i don't even and i don't even eat cereal i had like all the pop cans that had all this stuff on it and i for things i didn't even drink i'm pretty sure i had almost every action figure <laughs> that that you could get for this thing mm-hmm. and anytime like i remember i remember waiting up like watching a like extra or entertainment tonight just to see like a two minute clip because they had like a a small thing about the filming of Batman and Robin. And yeah, this movie just like, I was so excited for it. And when it came out, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it so much. It was everything. And then, uh, I mean, obviously like, you know, Batman went away after this movie, and then we had the better things like the Nolan and Batfleck for me, not for everyone, but still. I like Batfleck. And so... Yeah, I mean, it's funny that you bring up the toys, because there was studio pressure, Joel Schumacher said, to yeah. make this movie more, quote, toyetic. Yeah. So, you know, you totally see that, and you bought yeah. into it big time. Yeah, so that's kind of why I think... I think when this movie came out, I was like the bullseye, like demographic <laughs> so, for yeah. it. So yeah. I think that's why it's in, tr- in the premise of this podcast. This is definitely a movie I used to like slash love. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And I, I got to say as well too, to on your point, when I first watched all the Batman movies, it was never all these movies suck compared to the other. It was, yeah, they're all Batman. They're all maybe a different version of Batman. Maybe they're not all the same. And I probably watched them all around the time that like Batman Begins came out or whatever. But yeah, uh, yeah, I I can't say I ever saw a flaw in them when I first watched them. Of course, it's when you you watch them with a little bit more knowledge, you're like, yeah, they could have done more things. Why is Poison Ivy getting... Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of issues with Poison Ivy in this one. But yeah, I got to agree with that. Yeah, I never once I saw all of them and I went, yeah, this is awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're driving down hands and jumping off. And yeah, this is fucking Batman, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely have to question the teen up, team up between these two villains. It doesn't. It, yeah, but, it's but questionable. Let's jump into yeah. Batman and Robin, directed by Joel Schumacher, produced by Peter McGregor Scott and written by Bob Kane, who died a year after it came out. And so, unfortunately, Bob Kane never saw any future Batman. And Akiva Goldsman. And I think one could argue that Bill Finger should retroactively get a credit as well. Like, maybe we need to petition IMDb to get my credit on there and to get Bill Finger a credit for Batman. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, he should have a credit for all of them. But Bob Kane actually wrote the like the screenplay for this. Well, no, I probably it was probably a based on characters by or something okay, like that. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did Bob Kane have a hand in it? Yeah, like an like, actual literal hand. In I it? mean, maybe this is just a comic straight from the like fifties or whatever. Like when he was writing them, like I can't remember if it was this one or Batman Forever, but on one of them, Bob Kane was like regularly on the set. Oh wow. That must that must have been like Batman eighty nine, if if it was anything other than sixty six. I think no, I think it was it was one of the Schumacher it was one of the Schumacher movies. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. Because okay. I remember, it must have, I think it was Forever actually because I remember I think I saw like a uh, an interview with Val Kilmer in in one of the one of the uh, behind the scenes documentaries where he was talking about talking to Bob Kane. Okay. Hmm. Well, so we open this movie right up with the frozen bat symbol right off at the beginning and some Danny Elfman and we get the Batman and Robin effect and 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 Arnold Schwarzenegger with top billing. I love how Arnold Schwarzenegger gets top billing. It's always interesting when Is it? the villain gets billing over over the Batman. Or, you know, like, in the case of Jarrell getting top billing over Christopher Reeve. Well, at this point, isn't... Clooney is coming off of, like, what, ER? Like, what else yeah. is he known for at this point? No, pretty much ER, and yeah. maybe from Dust Till Dawn. So, yeah, Arnold... It makes sense that Arnold is coming off of that. He's getting top billing. He's coming off of, what, Terminator? And... Terminator 2, yeah. Yeah. I need to correct you. Danny Elfman did not score the Schumacher movies. Oh, was okay. Who is El- uh, well, Elliot? It, 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 uh, Elliot Goldenthal. That's why, like, you'll he- like. Th- I don't know. This is another thing for me. I I don't I don't actually consider the Schumacher movies a continuation of the Burton universe. Okay. I think I I would I would say that like they're 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 a differing. If we're gonna go like multiversal, they're a differing thing. Aside from they're a like, different Earth. Yeah, like they just they they yeah. they look different, and then the score is like wildly different. Like, but it's still the same Batman theme, though. Sort like sort of. From Danny. It kind okay. it, it it apes it. Like it starts that okay. way at the beginning, but then it turns into that higher. The Schumacher like the Schumacher movies have that fast pace, like like that, like that more like fast pace, where the Elfman one is really slow and like gothic and like. Like I don't know how okay. to describe the the, the Schumacher yeah, films no, no, are more I, frenetic. I, I know what you mean. They I just can't they say just I paid that much attention. Yeah, they just tricked me. <laughs> Call on yourself a Batman fan. Come on, it. just kidding. Bro, I wasn't paying attention <laughs> to the score. I was like, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to yeah. the nips and butts. Just kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so. So we're we're and we're so right into this movie with the the glamour shots of the butts and the nips and I love it. I gotta say, <laughs> suits don't look that bad, honestly. Yeah, Chris, I was gonna I was gonna ask, like, are you psyched that it's a Nightwing costume? It's very Nightwing esque. I don't know if it's fully Nightwing. And I was honestly, I was 
I was hoping for maybe a, a change to the color, like maybe he changes to the blue because at one point he decides to leave Batman. He's, He's like, like, I'm me, done with this. Fuck you. Yeah, I'll do it on my own. But yeah. also for this Robin to turn into Nightwing is kind of a disappointment because he's kind of a bitch-ass Robin. But yeah. I wonder, um, like, they clearly were going for a Nightwing-style <laughs> costume. I wonder what the... Oh, yeah. I wonder why they made the decision to keep the cape. Yeah. The cape and, yeah, the big, like, stripe down the middle or whatever to make it look more like a bird, I guess. Yeah. But... Yeah. Do you think we're ever going to see a teenage Robin? Uh, God, I hope. Well, James, James uh, Gunn or whatever, he announced his new DC slate, and they said that they're going to do the Brave and the Bold as their next Batman movie, and they said that Damian Wayne will be their next Robin. Yeah. Damian uh, yeah. Wayne in the comics hasn't really made it past like the age of 15, 16 so far. So I was going to say, definitely in, gonna be in Titan, there's the Titans. Titans there's the Titans, the, Robin. Yeah. Like Jason, Jason Todd. Todd is, I would say he's a teenager. Yeah, but, but I mean that you know that kid's in his twenties. Yeah, yeah. You need someone that looks more like. Well, I guess I guess he looks as young as like Tom Holland. So yeah, yeah. and yeah. He, he plays a good Jason Todd. I'll admit. Yeah, yeah I don't mind his Robin. Well, Jason Todd specifically because he's like a little shit. True. Yeah. <laughs> I like the costumes in this movie. I I thought. Yeah. Even the silver one, though? No, the not, the, not the prototype. The one that they the inexplicably pull out. Not the, like, reason, so, whatever yeah, that cold. suit is. But I like... <laughs> yeah. I, I like the Nightwing-esque Robin suit a lot. And I even like the yeah. all-black Batman suit. And I weirdly... I know people like to make fun of the nipples, but after I watched this documentary and I kind of got, like, what Schumacher was going for, like, he basically wanted them to look like greek god statues like that was like the aesthetic like it was painted on like that was the aesthetic that he was going for and i'm like yeah i kind of shirtless i kind of appreciate it it looks cool yeah he wanted to look at their dicks and ass and nipples yeah 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 Yeah. well you highlight the best features of course absolutely i understand it i'm not digging i'm not like dissing his style i'm just saying the, the thing is like you you sexualize the batman and robin suit so that it's not as bad when you do it to batgirl later on as well well, right. she didn't have as prominent nipples well, yeah, she doesn't to have, give him. Yeah, well, yeah, we don't want to look nipples, at the female but... form. We want to look at the male form. Yeah. That's what Greek yeah. art is about. But he also, do, he also does this at the beginning of Batman Forever. So, I mean, it's the, it's yeah. kind of like his MO at this point. Yeah. This oh, one, he just yeah. went a little harder with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we, I... we know how sexy Joel Schumacher likes to make things with, like, Lost Boys and whatnot. And to be fair, I wasn't listening to the score at the beginning, but I did notice that when the bat nips and the robin nips are flashed, they they play, like, a horror noise. It's like a... <laughs> Or yeah. whatever, it's like a, it's like a sharp noise where it's like ah, it should be like a jump scare noise, but the full... it's just when they, but when they flash the butts, it's totally it's the fine. rusty gate sound. It, yeah, it's like it's some shit. It's just like yeah, it's like a high pitch. The fully like, the fully yeah. work in this movie is on point. That's for sure. I get this. <laughs> I do. I do think worst Batmobile in my opinion, though. It is. That's I, true. Not yes. a fan. Not a fan. Yeah. It looks like an awesome toy yeah so well it's the it's i really the only one seated batman in any live action that's a thing hey yeah because robin has batmobile. to ride a bike i wrote that i went fucking fun opening cool batmobile fun toy robin Chicks has to car. have a bike yeah yeah 
He does, absolutely. Like, I guess he's, he's independent. I assumed yeah. there was a second seat in it. I didn't even look that close. That no, it was it's just a one-seated a... Batmobile. That's dumb. And it's probably the biggest one. Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> or, like, longest one, at least. Oh, I, unless you include the animated one. It's definitely longer. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is why Superman works alone. I guess this was actually supposed to launch... If it had been successful, this would have launched into a bigger DC universe back in the day. Would this have been the... Uh, the Nicolas the... Cage Superman Returns movie would have launched off of this. This is why Superman works alone. And, you know, they would have continued on and there would have been a Batman Superman team up with George Clooney and Nick Cage at one point. Mm. It is kind of weird because that line seems like such a throwaway thing to me. But like nowadays, if that were if this were the start, like that people would have been like that somebody could have wrote like a five page article on the like importance of that one sentence (laughs) well it's it's such a george clooney thing i mean like you know how like george clooney is a big prankster and stuff like that or you know huge sense of humor on set or i don't know if you know that but like he would go because he was filming on the same lot as er he would go and visit the er set in full costume while he was doing this movie (laughs) really yeah uh, he's quoted as saying after rapping, I, I think we just killed the Batman franchise. <laughs> and he's been known to like personally refund people who saw it in theaters. <laughs> give them money. Yeah, their money back for their like. So, you know, and, and so the cast was asked, you know, would you like to keep anything from set? And Arnie said he would like to keep the suit. And Uma Thurman said that she would like to keep her throne. El McPherson said, just merch with the logo on it would be enough. <laughs> and George Clooney is like, he would he would keep El McPherson. So, hmm. good old George Clooney. <laughs> George Clooney's a fucking stud, man. I love George he is Clooney. A, and I actually like, I like him better than Val Kilmer. Yeah. I But his I, Batman is not different than Bruce Wayne at all. No, but I think... So, I actually, I think... The Batman and Robin is like is the more I watched it, the more I was like, this is Batman sixty six brought to like a new generation. That's and and out, and yeah. I think it's if like you how go Brandon into it, Ralph was Christopher Reeves' continuation. Yeah, like I yeah. think if you go into it with that mindset, like to your point at the beginning, Sean, about unexpected camp. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why this movie tanked. Because people thought it was going to be something, like, vastly different and kind of, like, continue in that, like, darker aura. But they went full, like, Adam West. And I think that George Clooney does, like, a stellar job of being an Adam West-style Batman. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, that's honestly why I didn't have much notes about this one, is it's just I, I immediately realized that I went, oh, shit, this is just absolutely just... This is like 66 Batman had a sequel or whatever, and it was just brought together for like a darker 90s run or whatever. Like I I was just, yeah, I just realized the camp of it all and fell into it. And I agree. Absolutely. I I think the exact same thing I got to say. Yeah, they have all the one liners in the beginning, you know, and don't wait up, Al. I'll cancel the pizzas. And the Dutch angles every time you see a villain. And the credit card. The credit (laughs) card. Yeah. Yeah. Like the fact that they have skates, like it's just bat skates, like it's so Batman. Yeah, I I love it. The thing that kind of clinched it for me was Mr. Freeze, because 
I was like thinking about the timeline and this movie when this movie comes out, like Batman the Animated Series is well underway. And Batman the Animated Series, I feel like kind of it changed how we view Mr. Freeze right, and like yeah. has had like a massive influence on even ha- with like the Heart of Ice episode because it made him this like sympathetic, super cold, like calculating like character. Mm-hmm. And I was, was like, oh, until that, yeah. I was like, oh, like, why not? If you wanted to, like, go, like, I think Mr. Freeze as a Tim Burton character would be insane. Like, he would be just, you know, I could picture a guy like Christoph Waltz playing that character, like, somebody like with that type of tenor. But you want to know the alternate castings? Well, I just had to finish my point, but to, like, okay. see, see, see that they went and made him essentially. A Batman sixty six style camp villain. Yeah, when, when they could, when they had like all the all the formula there to make him this ominous, brooding presence, I thought was an interesting choice. Yeah, well, and I mean, like they went really big with Poison Ivy too. I mean, mm. yeah, yeah. Al- no alternate castings on Mister Freeze, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> what? what, Ed Harris, Patrick Stewart. Sylvester Stallone and Anthony Hopkins. Hmm. I like Ed Harris in that role. Not in, not in this movie, but I like Ed Harris for that role. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, and uh, David Duchovny could have been Batman instead of George Clooney. I can see that. I can see that, yeah. Did you know that Arnold Schwarzenegger was, like, on the short list for Batman in 1989? Like, to I, be Batman? Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't know that. I mean, physique-wise, I could see it. I feel like he was just on the short list for most action heroes at the time. Well, yeah, he also could have been Superman in 1978, apparently. He yeah. auditioned for that. It's like, I'm Superman. I, I am Superman. <laughs> I am Batman. <laughs> I think it's funny that, like, he wasn't considered for Bane. <laughs> yeah, that's Being, true. Being, like, that, yeah. a massive bodybuilder. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I have trouble buying him as a scientist in this movie. Well, that's you know? the thing, though. They they bring it up. Here's my note. Give me a second. Let me find it. Um. Oh, yes. They say that he's a two-time Olympic decathlete, which is the, uh, it's the event in the Olympics. I don't know if you know where it's where you do 10 events. Yeah. 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 So... They they explain why a scientist would be so fucking ripped that they say he's a two-time so, Olympic but decathlete. But you're also telling me that someone that bulky is going to be able to like compete in the hurdles portion. And... You just have to win a certain number of them to get the to you know qualify. Yeah, I guess so. So as long as you win, yeah. He doesn't have a decathlete's body is all I'm saying. Like they're usually more slender. I'm sure he can fucking rock it, but yeah. they 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 at least explain it a little bit. They should have said yeah, he was a bodybuilder, but who knows? Do you know if that was in the Olympics at the time? I don't know. I don't know. No, bodybuilding? bodybuilding? No. no. Or well, like weightlifting at least. Like Oh, wait, like, yeah, weightlifting yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, clean and jerk and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. 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 So maybe they could have explained it as that. Yeah. At least. I suppose so. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I don't buy him as a scientist. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, like they, they dirty up Uma Thurman at least to make her look like a scientist. But Arnie, I just, I don't know. I have trouble buying it. 
Right. She's got the duller hair, so yeah. she looks bookish. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it never. Yeah, I can't say I ever, I ever like thought. I just never really felt like his scientist nature really came into play all that much until yeah. kind of like the end. But I yeah. thought his like his campy Mister Freeze was decent. I don't yeah. know how I feel about the costume. It looks really hokey at times. Like it looks like it was super hard to move in. It, it was eighty pounds. There's a scene where they catch him initially, and he's laying on the ground. And I'm wondering if you guys noticed it too. But is that a fucking dummy? That's yeah, on that the yeah, that that is probably the worst scene in the entire movie. That's after they like Batman. They're driving on the statue after the ball, and and. And they make that jump off the off the thing, and then yeah, it's right. just that shot of the cape coming over him and Batman raising his arms, and yeah, yeah, like it looks it looks shot. like a he either looks dead or it looks like a doll of some sort. It doesn't look He's real. Just, he doesn't move an absolute inch. Like none of his facial expressions change slightly. Like nothing happens. He just he lays there dead. Like absolutely, I rewinded a couple times. I'm like, is that, that a day. fucking what, what mannequin? Is that like is it too hard to lay in that suit that they just actually made a mannequin or put it on a mannequin and then had a couple guys lift it up? Like well, speaking of something that I had to rewind a few times to double check, there, you know, when he's setting off his laser and everything, or freeze ray at the end and everything like that, mm-hmm. I had to pause on the keyboard because the keyboard was not a qwerty keyboard. Oh no! It was uh, no, it was yes, yes. It, it was, this and, out, yeah. and I, I even paused it and I showed Chris. And so I googled, and there were other possibilities for keyboards, but of. QWERTY is the one that ultimately won out. Yes, I told However, you. However, yes, this particular keyboard I could not find in existence anyway. So this one is just a random. This one is just random keys. It spells out the word Carney at the top. So that that's what made this one stand out in my in my mind. Is it's like oh, it says Carney. It's the Carney board. Plus, but... do you know if? At by the like time of ninety seven or whatever, if Quarty had won out, did you see that in your research? Oh, I don't know. I mean, because at one point it did, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know when it came into effect, but I I feel like Quarty is what was used on typewriters back in the day, right? That makes sense. Like I feel like Quarty has been around for two hundred years already. I'm not up on my. Up on my knowledge. keyboard related knowledge. Yeah, give yeah. me a second. I'll no, go, I can't, uh, can't I'll, say I know the history of I'll keyboards. I'll run to the library. <laughs> I do feel like I listened to a This American Life once, though, that they had people like, because QWERTY is obviously the dominant, but they had people talk about the other versions. And apparently there are some that are like easy, that are technically more efficient than QWERTY, but it's one of those things <laughs> where it's like everybody knows it. So yeah. it'd be more. It'd be Colin's more difficult to get everybody denier. to, uh, yeah, exactly. It would be like teaching everybody how to use a stenographer's stenographer's keyboard. I mean, they can type fast, but they've got weird ass keyboards. Colin arranged his keys to be in just the alphabet formation. Oh God, that's the worst. <laughs> have you ever fucking like, madman? Uh, have you ever had to enter like your license plate number at a parking lot? <laughs> using something that's in like alphabetical order we did it today it just, yeah. oh, i don't know <laughs> it's just, you're, I, I was just searching for all my letters so anyway could they have picked any two more like diametrically opposed 
foes uh, vil- villains to <laughs> to right team up together because i mean i feel like they have very different objectives she says you freeze the world kill all the people and then i can grow some plants and we'll be the only people left to populate it which makes me think that she just planned on killing him eventually will be the only two to populate it so she kills him and then she populates it with plants it's just a plant world but also her plant powers are very obscure i have no <laughs> idea what control she has over plants or what the fuck she does her just, seduction it, powers are very clear yeah. joel schumacher wants to make it clear that women evil Especially when they try to seduce you. It feels like, it just feels like Clayface or Swamp Thing or something, you know, that kind of thing uh, would, would be would be a better team up than this. Yeah, I don't know. That is the drawback of these Batman films is they always, they just need to find a way to like shoehorn villains in for toys and and, and whatnot. I mean, yeah, I, like po- I like Poison Ivy, but. Yeah. But, like, add, adding in Bane even is just, like, Bane hasn't been used well in a movie yet. Because, like, Bane in the comics, I remember, his, I collected the series back when it was the Nightfall Whoa. series that introduced Bane. And, I mean, that is a very cool series because it's, he breaks all the villains out of Arkham. And so Batman is, like, going nonstop for two weeks trying to stop all these villains and then Bane, like, finds him when he's tired. Like, Bane's supposed to be a genius. And so far, it's like we get this, Bane. Yeah. And and we get, you know, I have bordered the darkness, Bane. You know, like, I, I don't know. I just, I haven't liked a Bane yet. I just don't think they use him right. Well, the, the whole Tom Hardy Bane of it all, they have kind of changed Bane to be in line with Tom Hardy because he is kind of received well. I mean, I like Tom Hardy Bane. He Tom Hardy's a little small to play Bane, but at least in the movie they made they filmed like upward positions of him to make him look bigger, I guess. Yeah, but I guess this is one that's always stuck in my th- side as like a, uh, you know me being the comic book nerd that's like, eh, you guys aren't doing it right. I mean, like, you know, we bitch and complain about all the Marvel fans out there now that will do that. Eh, you're changing that from the comics. But I mean, I guess back when I was 19, it didn't matter as much to me. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, like it stuck with me because like, I, I wasn't like sick of that aspect of comic book fandom. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really know anything about Bane when this movie came out, so I didn't really care too much. I mean, he's he's not, like, watching it now, he's clearly not, that's not, like, a true representation of Bane, for sure. I yeah, feel like, yeah. but again, I feel like any one of those three villains could have carried a movie on their own. Yeah. You didn't need the, you didn't need the team up. Yeah. Unnecessary, yeah. Yeah. What I would love to see is the side quest movie of uh, John Glover's character. (laughs) (laughs) Old old Lionel himself. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say where he tells Lex Luthor about all the experiences he's had on his weird plant island. (laughs) Well, I mean, this is like the third DC movie he's been in because he was in Shazam too. Really? Yeah. I guess Smallville wasn't a movie, technically, but yeah, you do seven seasons of a show and you're 
<laughs> it's as good as a movie, I would say, at that point. Yeah. I like the action in this movie more than I r- thought I would. Now, like, I really, are, are I really you like... talking about, like, the goofy shit, like, in the museum with the ice? Yeah. Uh, like, I okay. like... Yeah, I, love I mean, the skates are corny, but I kind of like that they end up playing this, like, weird hockey game with the goons. Yeah. And uh, it's almost like an, an old-school James Bond. You got the, like, rocket ship, and the they use all the gadgets and stuff. True, yeah. yeah. The, the, the illogical, weird sky-surfing scene. Like, how are they staying on those boards? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I yeah. don't think that's how physics works. Like, no, I don't think so. And this <laughs> unless they have magnets has... on their boots, but I oh, don't know. Why? That might be it, yeah. Yeah, but this universe also seems to have a lot of really uh, abnormally large sized diamonds as well. There are a, like I mean they're after this one diamond in the museum in the beginning like skate battle, but like later on the the ray is powered by like all diamonds that size. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think there's a diamond that size. In I was thinking planet. too. I would love to see yeah. a Google, a Google Earth of Joel Schumacher's Gotham City because I want to yeah. know: is there a city in our world that exists with like massive statues, statues among all the buildings? Oh my god! Just so <laughs> many statues. The most unnecessary fucking <laughs> observatory in the world. It's in a dude's hand. Yeah. You must just walk into the dude's leg and then take the longest fucking elevator ride of your life and then a staircase up to his fucking, like, that's just ridiculous. But, yeah, bridges and everything are being held up by statues. Yeah. Ugh. The, and the of course you know the uh, the one you mentioned before about the driving down the arm and and launching off of the fingertips. I mean that's a pretty <laughs> big statue. The Gotham citizens are paying for this with their tax money. Yeah, I Ridiculous. guess so. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I joined the Riddler's gang or the <laughs> Mister Freeze's gang and freeze my balls off. <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost like. Joel Schumacher just said, I wanted to see how big and lofty I could make Gotham City. I, I because, love it you know, like, Yeah, like the Tim Burton one is so contained and small. This yeah. is I wouldn't lofty. Say, I wouldn't say it's small. Well, no, but it... Like, I'd say it's if, just it's as like, large and... Well, yeah, it's cramped, but I'd say it's just as large. But I... I and I mean, they have, they have a bunch of weird shit, right? Like the... I'm trying to remember. They... You know what I would say about the Schumacher Gotham is it's high... I feel yes, like everything is peaks. like massive. Like there's, there's there's no building under like thirty stories. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and elevated trains and elevated exactly, yeah, cars like bridges and everything. Well, like that. and then the whole thing's built on a bit. It's like surrounded by a Grand Canyon that dives eighty feet to the ground or whatever. Because that ending scene or whatever where they dive and try to save each other, right? Yeah. Like yeah. it's just surrounded by canyons and shit too. So very yeah, it's it's in the mountains and it's all up on like forty stories. But it's as tall as like a city in Star Wars or like the Fifth Element or like yes. you know, Blade Runner or something like that. It's such a vertical city that it's like really you're you're going for like Art Deco, not but yet futuristic or yeah. Plus the Greek god whole imagery of it all. Absolutely. The Greeks and stuff would make giant statues and stuff. I feel like the 
if they got to this age, they'd be making giant statues or whatever. But see, if you're going to do that, you need to do the Bat Cave with the trophy room with the like giant penny. Yeah, that would, be, that would have been awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, they they tried to do that in the Batfleck Batman a little bit, where he had a bit of a trophy room going on. But I mean, yeah, you need you need the T Rex. You need your T Rex. You need yeah. your penny. Yeah, yeah. Joker card. I like. Uh, I mean. <laughs> I keep thinking for some reason that we've watched Batman Forever on this podcast, but Schumacher also also loves these like villain hideouts. Like in Batman Forever, he had Two Faces Lair, which had the you know the one side was all white and marble, and the one side was all red and like disgusting. Oh yeah, absolutely. And in this one, he Mister Freeze has little snowman. The snowman lair. Well, and he kind of gets the fun thing about Batman is that there's there's a thousand people in the city of Gotham that all go to their day job and they put on a skin tight suit covered in Riddler question marks, or they put on yeah. they put on a big winter coat and paint their face blue, or half of them paint their face red and or half of their face red or whatever and go to work. They're, it's like all these normal yeah, people they're, they're, that are <laughs> run by these madmen or whatever, and they just show up in these weird fucking outfits. So I, yeah. I love that aspect of yeah, it. There like is 100%. a lot of dedication going on with some of the makeup with yeah. the game in this Ex- city. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like they're just like shivering and dying. Yeah, but uh Yeah, to, to Chris's point, like there's some hench- there's some like uh career henchman in Gotham who just has like a closet full of yeah. like yeah. weird uniforms. Yeah, it's like yeah, the I work for the Riddler for Who, who am I working for today? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All, all his old show- uniforms and name tags and <laughs> hair nets. Shows, shows up for a shows up for a Mr. Freeze heist in a Riddler suit. Because the fireflies in prison. Oh, so I guess I'll go work for Freeze. So <laughs> I mean, I, I love the touch at one point when they break into the police station and you see, like, the Riddler and the Two-Face jackets in the police lockup. Yeah. I mean, you know, I do get a kick which, out of that. Which which I'm just going to point out doesn't make any sense because Two-Face died at the end of Batman Forever. Yeah, well, he falls to his death. They kept his jacket. I don't know. Yeah, they had his- just for fun for funsies yeah absolutely (laughs) no it was i I don't know evidence in some crime right yeah i I don't know yeah brutality (laughs) Uh, why not yeah so (laughs) i mean we're we're just all over the place i i don't even know what to say we're an hour in in, yeah and it's like okay so the the museum heist and then (laughs) no uh yeah through that part I, I do love the the gadgets that they do have in this movie. Like, now that I've chosen to watch this movie with the point of view of, okay, this is a spiritual sequel to Batman 66. Yeah. Is that, you know, I love that the things like the bat lasers. The and, bat credit card. And, and the bat credit card and the... And just the the terrible one liners and you know terrible and and the fact that like instead terrible. of just shooting Batman with his freeze ray, yeah, he decides to freeze a giant dinosaur instead. Well, he freezes Robin fully solid. Yeah, but it's like and then Batman doesn't... picks him up like he's a fucking suitcase, <laughs> tosses him in the pool that didn't freeze. Yeah. <laughs> and then it heats it with his laser. That's right. What do you mean Freeze doesn't try to kill people? <laughs> I thought freezing someone fully solid would fucking kill them. Yeah. That's my bad, I guess. Sorry. 
<laughs> Only if you can't unthaw them in 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then he <laughs> and looks at him and goes, ooh, what are you going to do? And then runs away. <laughs> this is so dumb. But it's, uh, yeah, I got to say, with the, with the camp, with the camp filter in your brain, it's, it's, a, I love it. I, well, like John Glover is just fucking going for it. Oh yeah, Uma Thurman is just chewing up scenery. Like she's like someone from like a John Waters movie. Man, she's yeah, yeah. She looked at what Michelle Pfeiffer did in Batman Returns and then like <laughs> multiplied it by ten. I was watching this movie with my girlfriend, and she said um, the the gorilla sequence, which is later in this. She says it seems like a. If you've ever seen any of RuPaul's Drag Race or anything like that, it seems like a, it seems like a drag sequence because it's all about the reveal. I don't know if I'd want to be at a party where there's people on swings above me, like swinging on vines over my head. That sounds awesome, though. Yeah, like what kind? Yeah, that of... party was a little too rich for my blood. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, but also like you were invited, you wouldn't go. You telling me? Well, I. I, I don't. I'd, I'd feel uneasy about walking through the middle. <laughs> I'll, I'll just keep to the edges. I'd assume. That I mean, I, I've been. Good. I've been to places where there's people on like silk hangings that are doing like you know silk tumbling routines. Right. Yeah. But. I mean, we discussed this in road trip, but I'm not really pro auctioning parties women where, where 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 women are being auctioned <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, and this is some very high society. I mean, are you telling me that Mr. Monopoly down there is going to be minding all of his manners when he gets one of those lovely ladies home? Yeah. I feel like they own those women. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's quite possible as well. Like, we don't know uh, what Bruce Wayne is actually doing on the side in the – he's selling some underground. He's in the sex trade. Yeah, he's willing to pay a million dollars for uh, Poison Ivy later in the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, geez. Yeah. He's up to something. We don't ever see the outside of Wayne Manor, I'm trying to think. Do we? No, we see that front gate that they like to show. Yeah, in the garage. But we don't, we don't get like a full... And there's like a side of the house where, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, the, there's one moment where they're walking with... Barbara, when Barbara shows up, they're walking yeah, it's like along a driveway along the side, yeah, but no like establishing shot, no big, yeah. Hey, look, here's here's yeah. Wayne Manor. Speaking of Barbara, maybe the most like why the fuck are you here character I've seen in a movie, yeah, <laughs> seriously, ever. Very like <laughs> shows up, I'm, ding dong, oh, a new character. That's like that makes it think like makes you think it's like a sixties Batman episode because it's just a character joining and then pause for like applause. Yeah, but at <laughs> least in the series, Batgirl also... when they introduced her was actually like Barbara Gordon and like, you know, was there for a reason. But even like when they're like Okay, well first I'm gonna start here. I remember her being in the movie more. Yeah. when i was younger than she actually is like she's not she's not even in it enough to like really have any purpose there was I a think... lot cut because apparently she gained weight while doing yeah this i heard that that's, that's well, so yeah. bad. and i wrote here yes uh man batgirl is so fucking fat what a cow yep um she sure was what a yeah yeah uh, shame on her yeah no i feel like she was in more <laughs> of it too i agree uh 
and just poor her also for being ripped to shreds about that. Like, who yeah. gives a shit? That's true. Yeah. I thought it was weird to make her Alfred's niece. Yeah. When I mean, you have you have Pat Hingle. He's right there. Mm-hmm. Give the guy a little bit more to chew on. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you needed to add more depth to the uh, Alfred is dying storyline. Yeah, I wrote I wrote here uh, uh, Chekhov's Alfred's death because <laughs> <laughs> since the beginning they're just establishing that Alfred's probably going to die in this one. Yeah. Yeah, I'll cancel the pizzas, and then he grabs his chest, <laughs> and then quickly pops a shot into his arm, and stumbles. But then with screen. Barbara, like yeah. maybe the most like insulting line to Batman in this entire movie is when Batgirl shows up to save the day, and then when it's all said and done, she she somehow has to let them know, like, "Oh, it's me, Barbara." Yeah, as if, yeah. oh, your do- your little domino mask, like, just really. Yeah. You couldn't get it. Oh, <laughs> oh, you have, oh, you have, you have all our equipment, what? and you have, and you have suits that are, <laughs> that are that are remarkably similar to ours. Wow, yeah, like did did Alfred have like not only did he take the liberty of building this suit because he expected his niece to show up and want to be Batgirl for some reason, like not only did he have all that foresight, but did he have like a secret room off to the side that Bruce Wayne had no idea about? Like there was never a moment where. Bruce would have been like, hey, uh, Alfred, what are you working on over there now? Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> well, they make it seem like even with the Robin the Robin suit in Batman Forever, like, Alfred just has these schematics hooked up to, like, a 3D printer waiting for somebody to find it and press play. Yeah. And then, like, they just go. Yeah. But... He's got suits sitting all over. There's, like, all these, like, experimental, like, sonar suits or ice suits or whatever. Well, and it's he's like... got a whole AI of himself built into the computer, doesn't he, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. like, I, I can give the skates in the bottom of the boots the benefit of the doubt because they knew they were attacking something that, you know, or going in on something that had ice, right? So they chose the skate boots which means that there is a row of boots and you have to like choose the right ones for that particular day oh shit i hope i'm gonna need the rocket boots today you know like yeah you click your heels together and all of a sudden you shoot 10 feet into the ceiling because you have the rocket boots instead of the skate boots so are you telling me though that with all this excess like bat gear just lying around the bat cave that like you're not going to accidentally leave out your prototype Batgirl suit. Like he well, knew that while Alfred was working on this. Well, yeah, exactly. He's I mean, the world's Alfred, greatest detective. Alfred's obviously got the time to do this. I mean, if Bruce is out all night and sleeping all day, there's no way any part of that mansion gets fucking dirty. I mean, Alfred probably does a weekly detail and everything, and then the main rooms or whatever, and then the I rest don't know. Of the he time seems on the computer programming new bat suits. Yeah, he seems <laughs> too busy, like you know, recording messages and ciphers and and all these fancy things, so that when Batgirl brings it up on the computer when Barbara brings it up on the computer it has this animation of the Batman and Robin symbol it's like really like he yeah. he has done some like some detailed programming on this thing yeah I got nothing to do with also that. when when Barbara shows up I like how they have to make sure her dialogue they, they she states that both her parents died as if, like, having dead parents is a prerequisite to join this club. Oh, it is. It 100% is. I mean, Dick Grayson, both parents dead. Batman, both parents dead. That's right. Come on. Yeah? 
Barbara Gordon might be a part of the comic so far, and yes, she has parents that are alive, but no! No, uh, not, not this Barbara. <laughs> we this... know all of the Bat people have parents that are dead. Yeah. Colin, what are you talking about? Yeah, see, we, we have to appeal to the old people with Batman, the young people with this youthful Robin, and the and, and And the girls, but they all have to have the same backstory. You and, have a very good point there. I mean, Colin, if we don't appeal to the orphans, we just don't make the cut with the budget. I mean... <laughs> It's true. <laughs> Batman is to orphans what X Men are is to like visible minorities. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I will say with Batgirl, excellent call whoever decided like, hey, let's get rid of this uh horned skull cap mask thing that and let's just not roll with that because that thing looked awful in that last little bit when she's on her vehicle. Yeah. But you had to make sure that she was wearing a helmet. Yeah, I did remember being pissed off when I was a kid because the Batgirl toy was like a full-on like Batman cowl for Batgirl. And then in the movie, it wasn't that way. And being the like, I don't know what you'd call it. The purist. I like know. the purest that I am. I want things to match. Yeah. Well, I mean, I also always like in the comics the fact that Batgirl has a wig to change her hair color. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, I mean, e even then, e if she had had like a red wig, even then it would have made more sense for her to be like, no, Bruce, it's me, Barbara. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, oh, what? what? How'd you change your hair color, too? You know, and, and it's... What, what, is, what, what, uh, what do they say when she's like, she knows who we are. I guess we'll have to kill her. Yeah, no yeah. time. We'll kill her later. Kill her later, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I wrote down like Batman advocating murder. What? <laughs> like clearly it's a joke, but still. Well, see, and that's the thing is they've taken the charm of the original 1966 Batman, but they've made him more humorous about his things. I mean, like, like that's the thing. He's not earnest and serious like uh, like Adam West always portrayed it. Right. Yeah. I think that's why, like, like Adam West there are times in this movie where I'm like, oh, man, like, George Clooney, you could, George Clooney is, like, acting his ass off. But then there are other times where I think he's doing a great performance, but for some reason the tone of the moment or, like, just the movie in general, like... When he's talking to Alfred about their history, I think it's, like, really good stuff. Yeah. But when he's trying to, like... How about when he's talking continue... to Uma Thurman's character? Like, the as the doctor, when he's trying to dismiss her oh, yeah, about yeah. all the things, you know. He's... There's that, but I was going to say, when he's trying to, like, to beef up the storyline of, like, the rift be between him and Dick. Oh, okay. It just didn't come off well to me, like... I remember that that playing a lot well better when I was younger, but when I watched it now, I was just like, I don't understand what your guys' issue is mm -hmm. with each other, yeah. aside from when Poison Ivy is making you horny. When she's horny. roofied yeah. you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want a Robin symbol in the sky. Like, yeah, where where did all this jealousy come from between Batman Forever and Batman and Robin? He's just such a little shit, yeah. It's like, it's like dude, you're... 30 just move out if you want to <laughs> that's right <laughs> you're not a fucking kid it's not like he's like hey i want you to go upstairs and study because obviously or or did he do that i forget what was his punishment for like disobeying his orders and the... i guess there was no consequence I can't really remember. clean your room yeah. clean your room yeah know. go to your room without he's, dinner he's definitely oh, yeah exactly 
he's allowed to go out and motorbike all night or whatever, and he's a big bad boy or whatever. Yeah. So there's yeah yeah like why why does Barbara have to sneak out is is she supposed to be like fifteen well no she's giving off the whole I'm a good girl from Cambridge yeah I'm a Pennyworth oh that was another thing why isn't she English yeah yeah there's that too I think she did <laughs> have a line about her parents originally being from another place yeah so maybe oh, okay. she was fostered I in the don't US know then... if uh, Alicia Silverstone can do. British. Damn. I mean, I just, you know, it's... Say it. Call her fat, too. Why not? Yeah, I'll call her fat, too. No, she's not (laughs) necessarily the best actress. I mean, don't get me wrong. I loved Alicia Silverstone in the Aerosmith crying video. I mean, I was in... I was in love with her. She's no Christina Ricci. No. What? No. (laughs) No. You don't love her in Clueless or whatever? No, but I was in love with Alicia Silverstone at this age because of the Aerosmith videos she was in. And then she put on five pounds. Yeah, and and then she put on five pounds. No, and then she... But I don't think she was ever the best actress in the world, so... Fair. So I don't think we'd want to see her attempt a British accent. It would sound like when I attempt a British accent. It'd probably be, yeah, like the Keanu Reeves in... uh... Hello, Uncle Alfred! Dracula movie or whatever, yeah. <laughs> Oi, I've been working as a chimney sweep, yeah. I have. <laughs> Hello, governor. <laughs> Cup of tea, in it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, and, and I mean, you like... You do a better one, come on. I mean, I guess, I guess she does play the uh, dual personality of Barbara pretty well, you know. She's got her badass street personality. Yeah. You know, biker chick personality. Man, those there's a lot of gimmicks going on with all those gangs, all those biker gangs. Yeah, the big uh there's they look like mad <laughs> there's, yeah, 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 there's right? the clockwork orange ones as well. And the floor the, the fucking glow in the dark ones. Yeah, is just ugh, that's too much, man. Yeah, Joel Schumacher loves his fluorescence. Yeah, yeah, you have to set up your secret hideout with black lights. That's the only way this <laughs> gimmick is actually intimidating. Just normal in lights and then black lights mixed in so you can actually see around and shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like when the ugly lights come on at the club. You know, you stay there till last call and then the ugly lights come on. You know, you see the world for what it really is. That's what it's like <laughs> when these guys walk out in the daylight. <laughs> but I don't think it's ever daylight in Gotham City. It doesn't seem to be. Never. Well, I was going to say the one of the big differences and the thing, the other thing that makes this movie remind me of Adam West Batman is how much of it takes place in light. Like how often... Like Batman, like the fact that Batman and Robin are just appearing as special guests at a gala and like a well lit thing, and they're literally there to like smooth yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and stuff like yeah, that. They're and auctioning. I have to say, this one has something that I I did give points to the Batman about when we did our little mini sode about the Batman mini sode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but. <laughs> When we did that, I said it was so cool to see Batman in a setting that wasn't a rooftop or an alley. And I mean, this one, this yeah. one does it for sure. So it's, yeah, fun to see them in a little gala just doing a little giveaway. It's silly. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I do like when you get to see some of the, you know, rich opulence of Wayne Manor as well. Mm. You know, they, they did that a bit in the first one with, you know, his suit of armor room, but they do it in this one with the garage full of cars and bikes and everything like that. Yes. Yeah. One, one mm-hmm. of the only place that you actually ever see a logo in this movie. 
And I think that means it's time for Sponsorship Corner. God, he was waiting. We were jumping around too much. He had no idea where he was going to throw that in. I have nothing for for this one because always on the lookout for product placements in movies. This week, Batman and Robin is brought to you by Mercedes and Snap-on Tools. Plus the fictional Nemo gum, Snowy Cones ice cream, Gotham wigs, and Wayne Enterprises. And this has been Sponsorship Corner. I could have sworn there was a Taco Shit. Bell. Taco Bell. On one, oh. like in the scene where Freeze is like freezing the entire city, I swear that one of the one of the businesses has like the Taco Bell logo on on the windows. Message oh. in if you've seen a Taco Bell in the uh, yeah, show. I, I, I don't remember seeing a Taco Bell. No, but geez, really? Snap on tools. Yeah, he had a snap on tool kit two? in the garage. Yeah, just snap on tools and Mercedes. So the studio dished out what, like... $125 million. With no sponsorships. With Come no on, sponsorships when we when there. we see when we see Alfred make that CD, there's no, like, Memorex or, no. like... No. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, there there was one point, like, actually, I will say that on the computer... Up in like the tiny, tiny corner, it looked like it was like the Apple logo, like on the screen in the like on the window. It looked like there was an Apple logo, like the but the computer itself, no, they did not display any logos. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, it was crazy. Damn. But I guess Batman, Batman drives Mercedes in this. As he should, as he should. Yeah. I think we should all drive a Mercedes. I think that's what the movie's telling me, at least. <laughs> I think I might go buy a Mercedes. <laughs> did, you guys, did you guys feel like Wilfred was a red herring? The, like oh, the, his, his Alfred's brother? brother. I, I felt like he was going to be the guy to show up and save the day. Yeah, he was right. mentioning how he has to find Wilfred, and there's no real resolution to that. Yes. No. Wilfred shows up with a serum. Yeah, that would have probably come in Batman 5. <laughs> if that had ever been made. Yeah, the next one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think what this movie is missing is having Robin actually go out on his own. Absolutely. Like ha- having them actually like I would have said like just scrap everything like ev- like scrap Batgirl completely and take whatever time she chewed up to like have some scenes of Robin and Batman having actually gone their separate ways and like Realizing they that each other, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. As, as long as it could be done in a musical montage where you see one of them sitting on a rooftop looking at a picture of the other one. Well, you know? yeah, that was, that was, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was already decided. Yeah. Of course it would be musical. Yeah. Dick could just leave the gadgets behind and get some billy clubs. And yeah. What are they, those things called, like, chimera sticks or whatnot? Yeah, that's right. And then, and and we see like Batman drinking and like you know beating people up and going too far with it. Yeah, Robin accidentally kills a guy and has to hide the body. (laughs) Goes, oh fuck! Batman kept me in line. (laughs) He comes back to the fucking manor. Part five writes itself. What? What? I mean, 
We need to launch off the Schumacher verse and make another one. James Gunn hit us up. <laughs> That's right. This could be one of your Elseworlds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Schumacher. I mean, I heard there's, there's, there was a rumor going around for a few weeks that the Clooney Batman was going to show up in a in an after credit scene of The Flash. And I was, I, to be honest, I'm there for it. I would take it. Yeah. <laughs> I would 100% take it. Yeah. So, okay, so Poison Ivy and pheromones. I, I want to know about uh, whether Robin's wax lips would actually work. You know, the... Uh... It's hard to test, but we can try. <laughs> we if, can you're try. <laughs> if you're willing. <laughs> I feel like whatever toxin she's secreting, it's either like... I don't know, it's almost like, does she have some weird, like things that come out of her lips like what is secreting the poison and would it and is it just skin contact because would it leak out and go around can can she control it you know is it like a king's midas touch is she going to poison anything that can she have a normal relationship anymore yeah what if i'm a buddy of hers and she goes oh man you really have to try this strawberry banana smoothie i mean i i taste it and i just drop fucking dead yeah in the in the comics, you know, uh, Harley Quinn and they make out a bunch. Yeah, and, and Poison Ivy hook up. So I guess she must be able to control it. Or is that a an invention of the Batman and Robin movie that she can poison people by kissing them? Hmm. Yeah, uh, I feel like I can't distinctly answer that. I feel like she's not much of a yeah a kisser in the comics. I can't recall a moment where she really kisses many people. I feel like she does kiss people when she brings people under her like spell. I feel like yeah. in animated specials and stuff like that, she yeah she'll give people a kiss and then all of a sudden they're under the poison ivy spell and they have to do what poison ivy says. So I poison feel like ivy is a little incorporated. Yeah, she's one of those characters that her skill, her power set kind of changes dependent on the need, what the situation, situation. requires, okay. yeah, and yeah. and who's writing her for that specific moment. And yeah, D- does she have bat skates right now? That's the question. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the game, <laughs> she takes over the whole prison or the whole city at the end of it. Like, yeah, she she her power set is very uh, skewed. I'd say. <laughs> Like from what I, I know, it's more her. It's more about control of plans, but she doesn't actually do all that much in this movie. Not at all, and not and not really about like her Spider-Man style taking on plant-like abilities. Well, I I even think about the fact that she's supposed to be this like you know environmental like Mother Nature, and her first order of business after her rebirth is to burn all the plants in that greenhouse isn't that like yeah. just straight up i wrote that down know, yeah yeah isn't that straight up yeah, murder she, in yeah. this situation oh, according Ivy to her burns a bunch of plants what <laughs> yeah It'd be yeah. like standing outside a vegan restaurant with signs that say like you know carrot juice is murder you know yes. yeah and i mean from everything i know about plants they don't generally like the cold so even to go back to their previous point i don't know that I fully understand why she wants to team with Freeze to freeze the Earth. Exactly. Yeah. They they feel like they would be rivals in this venture. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, I can see why Two-Face and Riddler hooked up in, you know, the Batman Forever version of those characters. Yeah. But yeah, yeah these these people are completely opposite in what their agenda is. It's like, you mm. have to be like, you have this, you know, I'll leave the Arctic alone. Go polar, live there. Polar opposites. Polar opposites. Polar opposites. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> the just... poles are cold. Yeah. In case you didn't understand, sorry. The the other, like, now with my comment about all the accessories of hanging around the Batcave earlier, you know, how, how thankful is Batman that he decided to make these, like, ice-compatible vehicles as well? Where were these sitting around? The The Batmobile that has, like, skates on the side. There's a garage below the garage. Oh, okay. Duh. And that garage holds a shitload. So the bottom garage must hold a shitload. I guess it has the the part that comes up in the middle that has the Batmobile, the turntable. So yeah. So yeah, it's 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 like it's like a multi disc CD changer down below with the cars. <laughs> in the 1966 Batman, the Bat Cycle is literally just being hid behind a bush. That's true. So it's, <laughs> Maybe it's that sort of scenario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bat boat is just <laughs> tied up to a dock tied up at the harbor, <laughs> right at the right at like a, like at a public pier yeah, next <laughs> to a bunch of other yachts. <laughs> mm. It's like next to Bruce Wayne's yacht. It's like tied up to the same fucking dock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever catches on. Bruce Wayne's boat, not Bruce Wayne's boat right yeah. there. Yeah. It is strange that they go from beating Poison Ivy and now they know what's like they know what's up, they know how emergent things are, but their yeah. thought process is no, we have to go back to Wayne Manor, change into our new uniforms, get the get the shit, get the vehicles and then yeah. roll back. Yeah. Into Gotham to go to to go get Mr. Freeze. And and who built all this shit? Fucking Alfred. You know, this old man built all this shit for them. Had to have been. Yeah. He, he made the suit for Barbara. There's no Lucius Fox in this world. No, there isn't. The the other thing I, I remember like when I was saying that he's a computer genius, I, I forgot to mention the fact that Alfred has basically invented AI. Because when yeah. Barbara like comes into the Batcave, he has like this Max Headroom type, you know. I I I I knew you would come. Like you know, it's a uh, Alfred's invented AI. Okay. Yeah, He's, he becomes a, Jarvis. Yeah, anyone could do it. It's a computer genius. Yeah. The end of this movie, I remember being a lot cooler than it was. Yeah. Like like the- I love I love the sonar suit at the end of Batman Forever, but. Clooney's Clooney suit, not a fan. I I do kind of like the silver on the Robin suit. It looks it looks pretty dope. See that that's the closest to Nightwing you get in this movie. I think that that's that's closer than the red. Well, the red yeah. is Nightwing, and at least one of the I think in the new Fifty Two they start with the red. Oh, okay. So it is, but it's it's the middle section to that is the only thing. Like the Nightwing is just like a V basically yeah. across the chest. Yeah. So other than that, they kill it. The but. banter, the banter between Dick and Barbara is so cringe. Yeah, absolutely. that it's it's difficult to stomach. Like yeah. their whole, 
like little girl, little boy thing that they ha- that they do. It's very strange. Awful. It's like, what is what is Dick's goal? Is he is he attracted to her? Is he not? Are they like in a weird sibling relationship now yeah, yeah. in their bat family, or are they romantically linked? I couldn't yeah. Yeah. really figure. What's the it out. end game, Dick? Yeah, what what yeah. are your intentions? Joel Schumacher is way ahead of the whole stepsister porn game or whatever. <laughs> oh, we also forgot to mention uh we forgot to mention cool the Coolio's cameo, rest in peace. Yeah. Gangsta's Paradise. Coolio R.I.P. <laughs> I actually I had that in my notes too. Yeah, R.I.P. Coolio. Yeah, where he's playing the role of some guy you would see in the Fast and the Furious movie taking everybody's bets. Yeah. Yeah. There are times, I mean, obviously, like, most of this stuff, when you're at ground level in Gotham, you can tell it's being filmed on a soundstage. Uh-huh. But there are other times when things are falling or people are being held at great heights where the, like, the background green screen in 1995 is so terrible so bad. that it takes you right out of the movie. Well, there, I mean... <laughs> We Fuzzy you did. And yeah. I mean, this is the third time to bring it up, but there's the part where the cars are racing down the arm of the one statue, or sorry, the bikes. And I was looking at that, going, "Okay, those are totally computer animated. Like they yeah. have to be." And like it, that, that's one that I noticed. And I think well, the surfing. I think some of the surfing stuff. The, the <laughs> they're falling out of the rocket surfing was a little rough too with that green screen. I feel like we do have to give it up a little bit. They did use. At least from what I saw, a lot of miniature work as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. clearly there was a lot. Like, a laser yeah. falling off the cliff or whatever and exploding. The physics like... just didn't feel right in that one that I... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. The one, that. the one that was rough for me was in the motorcycle race after Dick catches Barbara. Anytime you see her, like, where the camera's facing down at her face and it's, the, it's so shaky. Like... Mm-hmm the the background that they're using and fuzzy that it was weird and then at the end of the movie when Batman saves those two scientists after the observatory falls like it actually looks pretty cool but you just can't you could can just tell like they're in a green screen soundscape <laughs> yeah yeah Th- those scientists I mean they're that was one of those things that I completely forgot about their existence in this movie. There there were a few of those moments where I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, when John Glover showed up, showed up I completely forgot that John Glover was in this movie. Yeah. and But this the scientist bit at the end where he's actually – there's actually stakes of some civilians possibly dying at this moment. Yeah. Other than, you know, the ones that are being frozen all over Gotham City. Yeah, I, I, I forgot that they were there. And the dog that gets frozen mid piss. Yeah. Let's not forget about him. Classic. Classic. <laughs> I, I want to know the science of how um, Mr. Freeze's jail cell works. His cold zone. Right. Yeah. It's like just a just a straight down beam. They did say something about a cold beam beaming down on him. I guess is the correct vernacular there, but. He just immediately steps out of it and starts to die. Yeah, starts like choking, and and that the they're inconsistent the with that too. Room temperature and then yeah. the cold zone is like a freezer. Uh, maybe how like, do you maintain I, that cold area? Yeah, but yeah, when they and yeah, at the end when he's dying, he can he doesn't seem to be choking on the air the way he is when he steps out of the cold zone. Mm. Yeah, 
My question was more, why at the end do they allow him to be in his suit? That seems like a recipe for escape. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> is the prison supplying uh, diamonds to make sure that it stays powered? It's, yeah, exactly, right. Like what, what you need is allow him to have the suit, but it has to be plugged in with an extension cord. Also, that's you the know? only fucking way to operate your suit. Diamonds? Diamonds? Oh. Like, way to choose the most bogus way to operate your suit and what happens to the diamonds like he keeps having to replenish the diamonds burn up yeah so like what these diamonds turn to ash absolutely what what and you're letting this suit be on your body like what is powering this suit compresses eight diamonds uh worth of ash into another diamond so it does have a little bit of an output but Other than that, it's just spending diamonds. <laughs> Seven diamonds it gives you. Or, one. you know, of course, not diamonds, but plenty of ice. <laughs> nice. Not nice. What if, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how this would have played now. It definitely would have come off racist today, but I would have loved to see Mr. Freeze, like, roll up on, on the den of some sort of, like, 90s era West Coast gangsters and just be like, give me all your ice and then I'll take all their chains. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just have the vacuum sucking like di- all the diamonds off. That's right. <laughs> Pulling people's grills out. And with the ending, not only does he get to keep his suit, but they put him in the same cell as Poison Ivy. You're going to have two prisoners in the same cell let alone two prisoners of opposing genders and yeah. known uh, like uh, uh, yeah a known collaboration, collaboration yeah. Is the word, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also don't know how I feel about glowing medicine you know when he does save Alfred at the end with Victor Freeze's research yeah they bring in this glowing blue medicine yeah it's like that, I feel that like looks that's radioactive of, the, of this universe everything glows absolutely uh, i guess so it has to or else it wouldn't work <laughs> even like free freezes suit i couldn't tell at times he there must have been like a light right on the chin to like reflect the blue into his mouth or something yeah, or he had something to, in his to make mouth his teeth to, glow yeah yeah well, the blue is a really cool blue. Like, it's like, I, I like the fact that he's sparkly. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why, but. It's very shiny. I am disappointed that he, he didn't have the jar head, though. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been nice. Can't cover up Arnold Schwarzenegger that much, I guess. With a big no. glass jar? Okay. <laughs> Well, but then you got to bust out the the Mister Freeze like red goggles and everything too. Well, yeah, that would be fucking awesome. I want to see Clayface in a movie. Clayface would be really cool too. But yeah, I mean CG's gotten there. That Clay, anyways, anyways. <laughs> if you can do Killer Croc and whatever the shark guy is, shark guy, King yeah. Shark, King oh, Shark, King yeah, Shark, okay. yeah. If you can pull off that shit, mm-hmm. yeah, you can do Clayface. Fair enough. Well, there we go. That is Batman and Robin. Now, Colin, Chris, on IMDb, it scored 3.7 out of 10. It has a Metascore of 28. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has 12% on the tomato meter and an audience rating of 16%. 
But Colin, those are just numbers. Like any number of Batman fights. Hit us with some reviews. All right, I have quite a few (laughs) for this one. So I'm going to read them all, and then if you want, you can pick and choose if you want to cut any. Okay. But uh, Classic Boxing Matches gives the movie three out of five stars and says, The final verdict is, this movie cops so much flack for being bad, but when you take it for what it is, it's actually a fun ride. It's a far departure from Michael Keaton's Batman films and only slightly more camp than Batman Forever, but it has much more fun with the cartoony aspects and doesn't take anything seriously. Think of it as an homage to the TV series as opposed to an actual action film, and you'll enjoy it a lot more. Yeah. And that's true. I mean, that's where our minds went with the majority of this as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. D says, I was 12 years old when this movie came out, and it's my favorite movie as a kid. It really captured the energy I had of reading comic books and my imagination while playing with action figures and then having them be real in a movie. I couldn't have asked for a better movie. It really felt like a great story that you could only wish of. I wish there was more like it. There is no more imagination in superhero movies have never been the same. Things that were supposed to be for kids are made for adults now, and everything has lost that childlike personality and appeal. This movie was the perfect example of what I enjoyed about movies as a kid to begin with. It was the best entertainment I could have asked for. I am so grateful I got to experience and enjoy it and see it in theaters. I felt like it was made just for me and my friends of that time and those born around 1985. Well, yeah, it was a Happy Meal toy, for God's sake. I mean, that toy-tastic or toy... Toy, toyetic. whatever it was, toyetic. Yeah, I mean, that's 100% what it was. You have yeah. two Batman suits in this movie because it sells double your f- action figures. Yeah. Yeah. Kenneth Neff says, one out of five stars. I oftentimes have to ask myself why I enjoyed this movie as a child, lol. Looking at it as an adult, you see how poorly written and an absolute horrible train wreck this movie is. First off, the actors in this movie are great actors, just very out of place and questionable as to why they were casted. The action is cheesy and downright goofy. Memorable villains are disrespected in how they were portrayed. And if you listen to others' opinions, to which I agree, it feels like a publicity for a toy commercial. The only praise I'll give this film is in its cool set designs and interesting take on some costumes. I personally don't recommend this film unless you just want to relive some 90s nostalgia, but even that is pushing it. Very unusual design set designs i will definitely <laughs> emphasize unusual because so fun though uh, yeah it, so someone someone looking. had fun yeah, yeah. <laughs> some very expensive statues <laughs> joshua hartnell says anyone who hates this film is a terrible person this film changed my life for the better thank you george clooney and chris o'donnell most of all, the greatest villain of all time, Arnold Schwarzenegger, as Mr. Freeze, was some of the best quotes of all times. If revenge is a dish best served cold, then put on your Sunday finest. It's time to feast. There it this is. changed my life in so many ways. 11 out of 10 would watch again. Love you, Joel Schumacher, XOXO. P.S. The best of the movie is the bat nipples. Get me that Batman credit card, please. <laughs> Which has an expiration date of forever. Yeah, get through forever. (laughs) Batman forever card. Kim Owen gives the movie five out of five stars and says, to you people giving bad reviews on this, you have no taste. I bet you like to watch Star Wars, don't you? This film is the best one. George played Batman extremely well, and the whole film is a masterpiece. Absolute freaks, you lot are. M. Fuming. 
get your stuff together because this film is a solid 10 out of 10. I rest my case. I'm sorry. I bet you like watching Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> I, I, so, so that person like wrong? somehow like gave like this like subtle insult to Star Wars at the same time while writing a review about Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> I hate Star Wars too. Fuck. Uh, Zachary Payne says this movie is so awful that I almost felt like laughing as soon as I got to the film's opening. This whole film felt awkward. The acting was terrible, the casting was odd, and the effects were cheesier than this in the 60s Batman TV show. This movie gets one out of five stars, worst movie of all time until 20 years later when the Emoji movie was released. Wow! <laughs> all all these like crafty users on the internet that are uh, taking these like subtle digs at other movie franchises or franchises emoji movie never that's not a franchise but not yet not yet one can hope fingers crossed I can't wait for the poop emoji solo movie the poop emoji solo movie that's Patrick Stewart isn't it. Isn't Patrick Stewart the one that does the poop emoji? I didn't watch that fucking movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, last one. Finn P, one and a half out of five stars. I watched this movie with my brother, and he likes Son of the Mask, and even he thought this movie was dull, stupid, and creepy. <laughs> How are you finding these? <laughs> Son of the Mask taking shots now. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. sorry. Did I interrupt? Was that over? No, no. That's that's okay. that's the end. Yeah, that's the end. <laughs> oh boy! Wow! Wow! People shitting on the emoji movie, Son of the Mask, and what well, Star Wars? Star Wars taking fire! Oh boy! Oh, how could they? So yeah, IMDb <laughs> scoring this in the. Th- 30 range and uh and rotten tomatoes going much lower in the 12 and 16 percent batman and robin i you know i came into this going ugh, batman and robin but i can't wait to see it and i had a great fucking time watching this movie myself i mean it was i went into it thinking camp and I enjoyed every little bit of it that oozed. It's a terrible movie, but as a spiritual sequel to like the 1966 Batman, if you think of it that way, you know, channeling that channeling that uh, Adam West spirit Mm. in the same way that Brandon Routh was trying to bring new Superman to life as a campy, it's it's stupid and it's cheesy and it's so much fun. And on this viewing, I loved Batman and Robin, but I know objectively it's a really terrible movie in the whole grand scheme of superhero movies. Right. But it's a fun time. It's fun. Chris, Batman and Robin. Um... Yeah, I gotta say, I went into it knowing that it's definitely not the best of the Batman out there, but 
Immediately, I understood what was going on. I saw Dutch angles everywhere. I saw camp to the nines, you know. Mm-hmm. I immediately realized it was, yeah, just a continuation of the 60s Batman. And that made it everything acceptable. Because it was just, you know, it was Silver Age Batman. It was all silly. It was, and then 60s Batman continuing off of that. And it was just, it was fun. It was fun throughout. Obviously, it's one to, it's one to keep on in the background. I don't know if it's one to fully pay attention to. <laughs> but, you know, out of 10, I don't know. I can give it above five for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Colin, Batman and Robin. You you wanted it. All right, guys. I got a hot. I got a hot take. Hot take. Let's hear. It. I don't think this movie is the piece of shit that people say it is. God yeah. damn, that is hot. That's steaming. I, I don't, people like might hate, but like, if you look back at the Burton films now, having seen the Nolan verse, like, like all these '90s bat, all like the '89 to '90s Batman movies are hokey. Yeah. Yeah, they're all they all have like like even even the Bert, the Burton movies like as much as people want to say oh, that was like a Batman is so dark but uh, like it is dark but it's Tim Burton dark yeah. which is not like Frank Miller dark or like no. it was the closest yeah. that you had at that time but it's not the Tim Burton Batman is not is not the Frank Miller Batman that people like want to believe it is yeah, just because they it's came. It's not around. Matt Reeves. Burton Batman <laughs> made Batman dark in the comics too. So like, yeah, he's he's what stretched that medium for sure, right? Well, I I I think I think Frank Miller and and Alan Moore, their take of Batman in the comics made Batman dark in the comics, right? But well, Batman, is that before, but is that before eighty nine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Dark Knight Returns, or yeah, Dark Knight Returns is eighty six. Mm, okay. I feel like. Okay. And so, but I mean, like the Batman, like Batman eighty nine, definitely still had its influence, and I would, but I would still argue like the animated series has more of an influence on the comics than than any of these films. True. I say all that to say, like. Batman Forever, I think Schumacher tried to make a Tim Burton film. And I get like what people are saying with this one about Batman Robin, how it's basically just a giant toy commercial. But I kind of appreciate that he took the swing to make it a cartoon and took the swing to like bring it to that 66 level. And we'll see. Like I said before, I get, I get if you didn't, if that's not what you expected, you would hate it. But I think when you go back now, if you go into it that expectation, it delivers on that like almost perfectly. Yeah, it de- it delivers on the Adam Westness, in my opinion, and maybe it's just because we watched that one most recently. Mm-hmm. That I d- I just I was like I was pretty impressed by how well it just captured that kind of aura, and I also think that we talked about this with Brad when he was on the podcast for Batman the movie. I feel like I want a light whatever they do in Batman the Brave and the Bold, I kind of want a lighter Batman. Yeah. I'm kinda sick I'm kinda sick of the brooding like the brooding tormented like I'm sad all the time depressed Batman. Yeah. Like I kind of I kind of want like someone that's having fun with his job. Yeah, or yeah, like, and I'm I'm just psyched that Damien's gonna be the Robin because I think having the fatherhood aspect in that will be cool. But and the whole I don't know. Family. 
we talked we talked about that in the podcast about how it's like it would be nice to see like even in the comics batman wasn't always like there were times where he was super campy and then there are times where he was super like hard and and dark mm-hmm. but like i think it's time we find somewhere in the middle yeah and that's what I hope for in yeah. the next Batman movie. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, Batman and Robin. I loved it. <laughs> I, I I like how you say that. You know, Batman Forever is like Joel Schumacher was trying to make a Tim Burton film because it is interesting that even though that one is so neon, it's a much darker movie than this one. Just in the sense yeah. that there's uh, the Riddler is in the shadows when he is created, mm. and you know, and uh, they're always going to even though the places are all neon lit, the rest is still all black. Whereas this one, no, he really tried to show a much bigger Gotham City because at that point he's like, no, fuck it. I'll just Schumacher this shit all the way. <laughs> I'll completely yeah, I, Batman the animated series. It. I guess what I'm ultimately saying is, prior to watching this movie, now I would have put in in best to worst of the this original like quadrilogy or whatever. I would have basically put them in order. But I actually think I like Batman and Robin more than Batman Forever. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can see that. But Jim Carrey, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> also, I haven't seen, I feel like I haven't seen Batman Forever recently enough to make a good enough opinion on that, but... I haven't seen it in forever. <laughs> and there we go. That is Batman and Robin. And that's our show for this week. Oh, boy. A big, huge thank you to our special guest, Chris Wells, coming to talk everything Batman with us. Thank You're you, Chris. welcome. I came so far to be here. I know. Travel miles. 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 Any last words? Um, I did write down one quote. There is a, there's a time where I forget what's happening, but there are two henchmen on the verge of death at the very least. And uh, one of them says... Uh, classic Fred Durst line. He says, it's one of those days! And then gets <laughs> crushed by something. So, nice. let's leave it with that. Yeah. I don't know. Unless we want to ra- rapid fire all the Mr. Freeze puns we can remember. Always Ice winterize your chill. pipes. <laughs> chill. 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 What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. That one's not really a pun, though. I am made of ice and am gold. Ice to meet you. I already said that one. Oh, yeah. Shit. Sorry. If you like that show, one thing you can do to really help us out is, well, you know, subscribe to the show or whatever. You know, like, uh, follow the show. And uh, and go give us some stars on whatever app you're listening to your podcast on. Or, uh, you know, just tell somebody. Word of mouth goes so far and getting an audience for a show and helping people find the show you know you telling someone face to face is it's so much more personal than even a five-star review but five-star reviews are awesome too because you know then computers do all the work or if you want to go above and beyond and become a supporter of the show go over to patreon.com slash i used to like this one become part of our patreon family and you become an executive producer so you get a shout out just like executive producer joshua blum of the 13th hour podcast 
And be sure to check out our website, iselectthisone.com, where you can find the links to all our podcast episodes and social media pages. Drop us a line at iselectthisone at gmail.com. Let us know what movies you used to like. And if you want, if you're really upset by me supporting my Batman and Robin support, then you can feel also feel free to drop me some hate mail. Hey, there's nothing wrong with supporting this movie. It, it There is a charm of this movie that is, kind of is very overlooked, and people shouldn't just straight up hate on this movie without seeing the joy that is underneath (laughs) there that's my poster blurb don't hate on this movie look for the joy (laughs) underneath and it's less wordy than the other one you read yeah that's right I used to like this one. It was created by, hosted by, and produced by Sean Wells and Colin Stewart. It is edited by Sean Wells. Music by Lyndon Carter. Look for his band Carter and the Capitals anywhere you listen to music. Thank you for listening, and join us next time when we take a look at another movie on I used to like this one. Do 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 do.